have you ever been talking to a friend right after they got back from an amazing vacation and you're just so excited for them you're like wow I saw all the pictures you posted it looked like you had the best time and then they began to tell you all of the bad stuff right they tell you all of their complaints all the things that went wrong and how exhausted they are you guys were not supposed to feel exhausted after a vacation so i think sometimes we're doing it wrong so today's episode is completely focused on some tips and tricks that you can use to make your vacations more enjoyable because we're spending so much money on this it better be good Proverbs 20 verse 15 from the NIV tells us, Gold there is and rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. This is the Rare Jewel Podcast, and this is the space where we can talk about anything and everything. We can look to God's word and look to our life experiences, lock arms with each other, and really dig into all that God has for our futures. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get into it. All right, friends. Well, with spring break knocking at our door and summer at our horizon, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. The school year is almost finished. This is the time when we're all starting to talk about vacations. Now, if you're like me, you've been planning whatever trips you're going to take this year for like at least six months. But there are so many people I know who don't do it that way. They're just winging it. So they're just now starting to think like, oh, maybe we go somewhere over the summer, right? And that's awesome to each their own. I think your vacation should be enjoyed the way you enjoy life, right? So if you're a little bit more of a like fly by the seat of your pants person, then I definitely think you're not going to be a person who's booking your flights the minute the airlines open updates and stuff like that. And that's totally cool. But I just want to talk with you today about something that I have seen take place. I am coining this term vacay burnout. And if you heard those words and you're thinking, I know exactly what that is. That like, wow, we just took a trip and we spent thousands of dollars, but now I'm exhausted. I forgot to take pictures and we're never going to get to do that again. We don't get it back, right? (laughs) Even if you go back to the same location, you'll be in a different stage of life. Your children will be older. Whoever you go with might, you know, it might be different. So it's like this once in a lifetime situation that we never get a do over with, which can put a lot of pressure. And so I just want to talk about how to handle that and how to make sure that you and the people you're traveling with are enjoying it to the fullest. So I think my first tip is kind of obvious, but (laughs) to my point, not everybody does this, but plan. Please plan your trip. I am part of a lot of like Disney travel planning groups on Facebook, and every now and then there's this comment that comes up like, you know, me and my family are leaving this weekend and I haven't made any reservations for anything. We're just going to wing it. Am I crazy? And most of the comments are like, yes, you're crazy. You should at least have some idea of what you're doing. And the worst ones that I have seen, oh my gosh, you guys, this devastates me every time I see it. 
right now, I don't, if you're not in the Disney world, you might, <laughs> you might not know all of the ins and outs of it. But right now, like after COVID, you have to purchase your ticket to go to the park, but then you have to make a reservation for which park you're going to be at. And there's a certain number, right? You They don't have like unlimited access to parks. Sometimes like if people leave midday or whatever, you could get in later. But I have seen some posts where people show up to the parks and they do not know that they were supposed to have a reservation for that park. It's fully booked. They're at peak season and they're like, what do I do? Right. And it is so soul crushing to see this play out. And I've seen it more than once. And it's just terrible. It's awful. You guys don't do this. <laughs> OK, um, bare minimum. If you are taking a trip, do a little bit of research and you know, ask some questions, maybe people who've gone to that location that you know, or reach out, like, like find a travel group online like I do. Just try to find a little bit of information so that you're not going in completely blind because, oh my gosh, it just, what would you even do in that situation, right? Like you've already spent money on the ticket, but you can't get into a park. Oh, it's awful. Anyway, so plan your trip well. And really think about like time of year that you're going to be going and where you're going. Like when I see people complaining about crowds, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, if you don't really enjoy being around a lot of other people, you might want to think about doing something other than Disney World or Hawaii, right? These big attractions where there are thousands of people just flocking to these places if you're not a crowds person, you might want to consider something a little more off the beaten path. So think about what's going to be enjoyable for you and the time of year that you're going, who you're taking with you, all of that stuff. Think about it, okay? And then I would say make sure that you plan enough time. You're spending a lot of money to get there and... I think sometimes we try to do these like quick trips and there's, you know, that can be fun. It can be done and it's fine. We did one of those um, in November. We did a girl's trip and it was just a weekend and it was super fun. But just take your time because sometimes we feel like we have to rush through and we want to see everything and we want to do everything. But we've only got like two full days to really enjoy it or whatever. And it just leaves you with this like sense of, I didn't get to see it all, I didn't get to do it all. And you know, we feel a little disappointed. You shouldn't walk away from a vacation feeling disappointed. So know yourself when you're planning, know what's important to you. If you really are just like okay with winging it and like, oh wow, we just saw a giant pistachio, that was amazing and that's like the highlight of your trip and you're okay with that, like that's fine. I love simple pleasures and when I see people just taking the time to enjoy something so simple, they don't need it complicated, they don't need it um, to be like extravagant, they can just enjoy the moment with their people and I think that's so beautiful. But you know what, not everybody's cut out that way and that's okay. So when you're planning, just think about it, right? What do you want out of your vacation and what seems to be a good fit for that? Of course, things are gonna come up, things are gonna change. Like you might end up getting rained out or you know something crazy might happen. I don't know, like anything could happen, right? But I think if you start with at least a good plan, 
you sort of set yourself up for success. I think that's important to just think about it that way. All right, so we talked a little bit about planning. I also want to stress to you the importance of creating an itinerary. So not just preparing for when you're going to go, where you're going to go, but what you're going to do when you get there. I feel like this is so valuable and this has been a game changer for me and my family because my husband and I are both really indecisive people. <laughs> we go back and forth a lot about restaurants or activities, right? We're quick to come up with excuses or why we shouldn't do something or um, maybe blame each other for like, well, you wouldn't enjoy that. So I guess we just can't, we can't, we can be a little dramatic. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the honest truth. It's just who we are. Um, so I've just learned over the years, like, hey, we need to come up with a plan for things that we really want to do while we're there. And that really helps highlight what's important and what's not. So you know what you can let go of, right? So um, we went to Lake Tahoe last year and we just sat down and we started talking about like, what do we want to do, right? And it was so much fun to plan this trip with my husband. It was the first big trip that he and I got to do, just the two of us. It was our 15 year anniversary. It was beautiful and we had a blast. And so one of the things that I did, uh, this is just like a side note. I don't know if you're a planner person like me, but here's what I did. I use a happy planner, so I bought a happy planner punch. Okay, so what I did is I pulled up on Google just a map of Lake Tahoe and I printed it out and then I laminated it and I punched it and I just snapped it straight into my planner. And it was really cool because I was able to circle areas and like kind of have more of a visual idea of where things were in regards to like, like what activities we wanted to do and things like that. So that was really cool. Um, and then of course the backside of it was just blank, right? And so um, I took a Sharpie and he and I were able to just kind of brain dump some ideas, things we wanted to do and vocalize the things that were most important to us. And then we did a little bit of research, right? So we, we knew we wanted to go to Emerald Bay and I wanted to do the gondola. That was like a take it or leave it situation for him, which turned out to be good because when we went to book it, they didn't have any tickets online. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we don't get to do the gondola. Well, um, but then when we were driving around, we saw the little ticket station for the gondola. And I was like, let's just go find out if they take walk-ups, like if you have to have a reservation. And sure enough, they let us pay. We were able to go up. It was terrifying. I don't know <laughs> why on earth this was the thing that I chose to do, you guys. I am kind of afraid of heights. <laughs> and you are going straight up the side of a mountain in this little car. And it was just, wow. I'm so glad that I was just there with my husband and not my kids because they would have been totally freaking out and it would have been the worst. But anyway, we ended up having a really good time and it was cool because it was one of those things that we got to do and we were excited that we ended up getting to do it, but we wouldn't have been super disappointed had we not. So um, yeah, itinerary. One thing that does get wonky is your sleeping and eating 
schedule. So that's just something to keep in mind is try to keep that regular if you can because after three or four days of being completely thrown off your usual schedule, you will start to feel bad. I, I mean, especially as we get older, I think our bodies just get into a rhythm. And so we were fine, right? We were there for four days, we had a great time, but we ate at weird times and we got home and we were just like, okay. <laughs> like we just fell off because we didn't really adhere to any sort of schedule. And sometimes that's hard to do when you're doing all these activities and you're in, in an unfamiliar place and you're like, well, where do we even eat? I'm not sure that I'm hungry. All of that comes into play. But especially if you're traveling with kids, I would just strongly recommend that you try to keep at least one meal a day at a pretty normal time. And that should help your body clock just sort of stay where it needs to be. So the next thing I want to talk about is packing. So when you're packing, I, I don't know, everybody's different, but I'm just a person who I like to be prepared for any situation, but I also don't like to feel bogged down by stuff. So when I went to Disneyland in the fall with my daughter and my mom and my dad, I made the executive decision like this is a quick weekend trip. I don't need to take a bunch of stuff. So I planned outfits that were sort of neutral. <laughs> so like leggings or jeans that would just be comfortable no matter if it was a little warm or a little hot. This It was November and this was in Anaheim. So it's pretty like temperate, I guess you could say. Um, it was a little cold in the morning, but as soon as the sun was out, it was totally fine. So I just tried to think like, okay, what would I be comfortable in for the majority of the day without needing layers and having to carry around an extra jacket or whatever. And then I just packed a mini backpack with my water bottle, which is, it's a Yeti Rambler water bottle and it's the... I think it's the 18 ounce so it's small enough that it fit in my backpack I had that a couple of band-aids a couple of snacks for me and my daughter and I think chapstick and my wallet that might have been it we weren't too concerned about getting sunburned that time of year that wasn't really a major concern for us, so we didn't really go crazy with the sunscreen and stuff. But yeah, I packed really light for that day because I was just like, yeah, um, I don't want to be lugging stuff around and we're probably going to buy something while we're there. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty standard. If you're going to a theme park, you're probably going to walk away with at least one souvenir. So I just wanted to have my hands free and be able to enjoy the experience without carrying around a bunch of stuff. So think about that, right? I know a lot of moms have been really pushing the fanny packs here lately. That's something that comes in super handy. It's just strapped to you. It's on the front of your person. It's easy to just access what you need real quick. And I'm honestly considering it for my next park trip. I'm like, <laughs> I might look totally ridiculous, but at least I'll be comfortable and hands-free. So <laughs> it's just something to consider. Think of how much you want to pack, how much you want to carry. Right now, we're in the midst of planning our next park trip, and 
we're like, well, you know, we're going for eight days, so do we pack eight days worth of clothing? And my vote on that is no. I'm probably going to do five and just plan to have a laundry day at some point in the middle there. Um, some people are like, I don't want to do laundry on vacation. I hate laundry. I don't really have strong aversions to doing laundry. And I also feel like when you're on vacation, there's so much else you're not doing. Like, um, like my thing is dishes. I feel like I'm constantly in the kitchen washing dishes and cooking and stuff like that. You're not doing really any of that on vacation. So throwing a load in the wash and then switching it and putting it back in my suitcase is really minimal effort to not have so much stuff, right? Because it just begins to be messy, especially because we've got a big group going. I just kind of want to minimize where I can with that. So just think about that kind of stuff when you're packing. Um, I know a lot of people use packing cubes and that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> um, I don't have them, but I have considered getting some. I just kind of already have my system, so I don't know. Whatever that's worth. You could look into packing cubes if you're really into organization. Now that all the <laughs> logistical stuff has been covered, this is the real meat and potatoes that I want to talk about. Personalities. Um, people are difficult and kind of like I talked about in the beginning, when we go on vacation, we have big expectations because it feels like a once in a lifetime thing that we're getting to do. And what happens is everybody going on this trip has their own version in their minds of what the trip is going to be. So when you're thinking about this, I just want you to have a little bit of an empathetic perspective and say, wow, you know, each person has their own ideas of what they want it to be like, what they think it's going to be like, what they're expecting, what they want to do. So I would say you can factor that into your planning by just pulling people aside and saying like, hey, like we're going to go to San Diego. Uh, what's a big top priority for you? And I know for my dad, he would say, I want to go to the beach. And I know for my kid, he would say, I want to go to Legoland. And I know for me, I would probably say, I want to go ride the roller coaster at Mission Beach. Like those are vastly different things, right? But now that we know and all the cards are on the table, we can make a plan and we can say, well, you know what? We can find time to do all of that. So, um, so then you can sort of factor it in and everybody feels valued and considered. And another thing you can really do is just have clear conversations. I remember several years ago, uh, we had taken a trip. My best friend was getting married and I was really excited about it. And, um, Nobody else had that like excitement, that buzz about it that I I did because she was my best friend. Everybody else was like happy to be there and excited that we were going, but they weren't like just you know, bestie excited, <laughs> I guess you could say. And I remember um on our way there just stopping the conversation 
I'm saying like, I just need to say this. This is really important to me. Like this is really a big deal and something I'm really excited about. And it's her day and I'm really excited that I get to go and be a part of it. And I just ask you all, please, like get on board. Don't make it difficult. Don't take away from this day and with any sort of negative attitude or um, complaining or anything like that. Because it was Phoenix <laughs> um, and it was in May, end of May, and we're not used to the heat. So I just kind of knew if I didn't address it beforehand that I was going to be super irritated the minute everyone started complaining about how hot it was. And so I just sort of was like, here's the deal. I need everybody to just get on board and be supportive and put your feelings aside because this isn't about you today. And just that little conversation, I feel like made such a huge impact. We ended up having a really good day and I felt really supported. Um, my, my kids were really little at the time. In fact, we didn't even have our daughter yet. And I remember my husband and my mom like, okay, well, we're, you know, we're going to let you just go spend time with your friend and help with, you know, getting things set up or whatever. Um, and we're just going to take the kids and go do something with them and kind of stay out of your way. And I really appreciated that. I know that that might make me sound like a little bit of a monster, but I think sometimes you have to communicate like, I get that this might not be as big of a deal for you as it is for me, but please don't blow it. <laughs> please don't ruin this experience for anybody with just a bad attitude. And I think people just having that moment to sort of check themselves and go, this isn't about me, it really does help. It really, really does make a huge difference. So that's one thing that you can do. And then the last time that we went on a big family trip, we went to Disney World like four or five years ago. And I remember, because my dad and my brother went with us, and they both have similar personalities, but like polar opposite views on things. And so we were a little bit nervous, right? We don't want them to, you know, just feel at odds during the trip. This is a family vacation. It's about us all being together and enjoying our time and having fun. So we don't want that stuff coming between them. So one thing that we did is we created like a safe word basically. And so I, I was like, you know what? The most neutral thing I can possibly think of for our family is 80s music. Like nobody's mad about 80s music ever. So our safe word was flock of seagulls. And <laughs> I think my mom came up with it. And I just remember like it only happened one time, but you know, and the conversation started to feel like it was headed in a negative direction or somebody started to feel a little bit of offense rising up. They just like flock of seagulls. That's it. I said my piece and we're done. And it just, it was just like that, that moment that we all needed to snap out of it, refocus. This is about us together as a family, not about our differences. And we're just moving on. And it was such an awesome thing. It was such a like simple little hack <laughs> that we were able to implement. And we had such a great vacation. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget the, the moment that we were leaving the park. We had just left from like the fireworks show. And I think we were, 
I think we were like in the parking area, like waiting for a shuttle to take us back to our car or something. And I remember these two ladies talking and one of them was, she was noticeably upset. Her voice was elevated. She looked like she had been crying. She looked angry. And she was just kind of, I mean, just airing all of her emotions, right? And talking about how upset she was. And it sounded to me, from what I gathered, that somebody else on their trip had just sort of steamrolled her all day long and she didn't really get to enjoy much of the day because she sort of just had to do what this other person wanted to do the whole time. And I remember, first of all, feeling really sad for her because you, you spend a lot of money to be at Disney World for a day, okay? <laughs> you just do, that's a thing. Um, but I also remember just feeling a deep sense of gratitude that we had done the work to lay the foundation before we ever went on this trip. I had actually sent out like a family email just saying like, we're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to get into it over this stuff. That's not what this is about. And then laying out like the terms of like the flock of seagulls rule and all of that, um, in a way that was hopefully lighthearted and funny, but everybody got it, right? Everybody got like, this is something we are doing for fun and we all play a role in making sure that it stays that way. So I, I'm i so grateful that we implemented those things and that we've just had those those maybe tough conversations before a trip just to make sure that everybody's on the same page, um, even now, as we're preparing to go on this next trip, we've got a way bigger group. And so we're already having those conversations of like, we're not all going to move at the same pace and we're not all going to want to do the same things. That's totally okay. Like, this is your vacation too. We want everybody to feel like they are having a good time, that they're not exhausted, that they're getting to do the things they want to do. And so we're really just trying to give everybody the freedom that they need to, you know, if you want to go back to the resort and take a nap and then come back, or if you want to wander off and do your own thing for a little while, all of that is okay. So we're really just trying to give more permission and more freedom to every person going so that it doesn't become hectic or stressful. And we're really just trying to make sure that we understand what what are the priorities for each person you know how can we do our best to honor one another and still stay within a reasonable time frame and just not overextend ourselves all of that so that's really my big advice i hope i hope that's what you take away from today my hope is that you take away from today that it is okay to have hard conversations and it is also okay to not expect everybody to fit into the same box and to honor one another, to say, I know you're indecisive or I know that you probably don't have the same level of stamina as my 10 year old son. 
that's okay. To just really be loving and honoring to each person and make space for everybody to enjoy things on their own terms with no pressure, no guilt. Vacation should feel like vacation. It should feel like you are rested, like you are having fun, like you're enjoying the moment. And my final tip, please don't forget to take pictures, even if you need to pay somebody else for the pictures. You guys, I am the worst at this. I forget to take pictures all the time. So <laughs> I always regret it. I'm like, I have a camera on my phone. It is with me 24 seven. There is no excuse for me not to have more pictures of me and my children doing fun things, but I forget. So I'm just throwing it out there. When you're taking a trip, yes, live in the moment, but also don't be afraid to pause and take a picture. I love you. I hope you have the best time. If you're on vacation or getting ready to go on vacation, I'm super excited for you. And hopefully these tips are helpful for you. Pass this information along to anybody you can think of who might be planning a trip or struggling to know where to start with planning a vacation. Because I think vacations are important. They're a really great time for connection and making new experiences and me and my kids, we, and my husband, we all just laugh all the time about the memories that we've made riding crazy roller coasters and um, just all the, all the silly things that happen when you're on these trips. It's, it's perfect. It, I love it. I love every minute of it and I hope you do too. Have an awesome week.